everybody's my par saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts. You have arrived at the Sunday evening recap edition of Fairway Roll in the Golf Podcast and the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, on the line as is our way. Our PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard, Nate Dog. Just as everybody predicted, Hideki Matsuyama is wearing the green jacket. I, we're going to have to talk about two things. One is I've never heard a more reserved, uh, less enthusiastic final line from Jim Nance than we heard today. And number two, my Eagle enthusiast, it's fairway rolling presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. House, a lot of guys choked this weekend, and there's a lot of pressure on the guys who choked. It's great for Hideki, and we got to give him his props, and we got to give him a lot of love, but there are some guys for whom the screws just got really tight. Well, Nance did his best. He kind of slow walked it. He finally let us in on the land of the rising sun has a favorite son. He did get that, you know, Japan connection for us. He had a long time to think about that one. Did you know that Hideki's from Japan? I I just found out. I I wasn't exactly sure, but now I know. I know an entire nation was on his back. I know uh, from Faldo that he gets followed by the Japanese media like Paris Hilton circa 2002. And now he has the monkey off his back, I guess. I'm sure we're going to see 100 major wins from him go- you know, going forward. Here's the thing about Hideki that you were reminded of by tuning in as he teed off uh, on number one. He sucks at putting. Well, he plays slow. I mean, that was a long-ass round of golf. Good God. It just, we, it was, Do you we think were, it was strategic today? Did it? I mean, he. they talked about the fact they were out of position and they were at least a hole and a half behind by the turn. But did it fuck with Xander? I don't think so. And, you know, the Friday guys um, mentioned 
uh, before they teed off today about the slow play from Hideki and how he had been penalized a stroke uh, at the British Open within relatively recent memory. But it's not J.B. Holmes level slow. No, I agree. That's right. It, it just took on an added dimension because there was no drama on the front nine. Was there any drama, though? Or were the we only just drama, trying to make well, it? Well, there was two, two moments of drama. Zalatoris putting a charge in it uh, um, right out off the front nine was pretty exciting. And watching him and, and sort of imagining with a bemused curiosity what he might be capable of, that was fun. With and a 28-inch waist. And, yes. Yeah, right. He played aggressive golf. He was not out there to do anything but win. How ridiculous is it that Will Zalatoris is not eligible for the FedEx Cup playoffs, but he just finished second in the Masters? I think that's why the PGL is also uh, a horrible and great idea. Like, we, we, I mean, we'll get to that a, at another time, but the fact that a guy who cannot make the FedEx Cup playoffs finished second in the Masters and had a real chance to win is significant. Well, can he, if he wins a tournament, he gets in, right? Between now and then? Yes, but I, I feel like this was Custer's last stand today. I mean, this was Zalatoris. I, I mean, now you're gonna now you're gonna throw all the top ten, top twenty stats at me. No, and, I'm not and, gonna. And I don't should. need to. It speaks for itself. He's been he's on a heater. I, is there anything to suggest that the heater's coming to an end? It's just that he hasn't ever truly threatened a golf tournament. This is the golf tournament he's he's threatened the most. Okay, and and I think we were grasping at straws because Norman was up six. And Jordan made the turn up five and Rory teed off up four and they all choked it away in their own way. So it could happen. But Matsuyama was going to have to massively regress with the putter for this not to be a done deal today. And this is probably the widest one shot win we've seen at a major in a long time. He yes. was not threatened. I agree with your last point, but um, I slightly disagree with the setup, we had uh, a rollicking locker room experience <laughs> last night. Uh, with it was Bill tremendous. Or, organized. I'm just well, glad it's. I'm just glad it's not taped for posterity, unless any of the people inside did. Yeah, I do. What is locker room? Do you know what it is? I mean, I got in there and I said some things. What is it? It's Clubhouse or Twitter Spaces for sports. It's been acquired by Spotify. Oh, Spotify. It's Spotify's uh, live action. Okay. Yes, it's their response to the Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces movement. Got it. And uh, I have a sense that's why Billy texted us and was like, I just started a room, get on right now. You and I were, I don't know, 13 or 14 Azaleas in. <laughs> <laughs> and we have some regrets about that. Well, I, he promised that it wasn't going to be recorded and then published. But he did send me a note literally two minutes before last night's and said, you have to stay mostly appropriate. Yeah. And true to form, you did not. So uh, I value. <laughs> well, he, he opened the door. We he have did. been. And I think we're allowed to say this on this Are podcast. Are we going to go there? I, uh, we're not going to go there. You don't want to do it? The I name mean, that we've given Will? Uh, go ahead. You can, you can give no, him the name. No, I won't do it. Well, we gave him a Let's lot of names. Let's just not give the lineage. There's a lot of nicknames out there for Will Zalatoris because Zalatoris doesn't actually like easily roll off the tongue and you can do like Willie Z. There's a bunch of Z derivations. Yeah, and, and you can it do. started with us talking with Verno, in fairness, yes. as he was prepping for the amazing Masters updates that I felt like he 
absolutely delivered this week. Knocked out of the park. But his thing is, hey, I got to I gotta learn some rhymes because you never know who's going to be on the leaderboard. Boys, what rhymes with Spieth? Boys, what rhymes with Zalatoris? And you and I did some work on that and had some ideas, but that's not how we ended up at his nickname. Anyway, the, the point is, Will Zalatoris weighs 100 pounds soaking wet. If the sprinkler system blazes at Augusta randomly, there's a fire alarm, it goes off. Zalatoris will walk out of there weighing 105. So that's why we call him the Big Z, right? <laughs> Big Z. That's good. So let's just go. But here, here's the point. And we talk, talked about it on the locker room, which is why I took us down that, that momentary rabbit hole. I or do we call him the Z-Spot? Do we call him the Z-Spot? We, we ended up with the Z-Spot. Okay, so that's why we call him the Z-Spot. Z-Spot. And that's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah, pretty okay. good. We call him the Z-Spot. You can get there. Here's what we talked about, though. We anticipated, I thought Hideki was going to shoot over par. Hideki shot over par. And as we sort of talked it through in that live action space last night, a 65 or 66 by somebody in that seven under, six under class was going to put that pressure that we were looking for. And as it turns out, we, we said, what about Spieth, right? Spieth is the guy, feels like the guy who has the magic and the mojo around this joint. And he did today. He just fucking bogeyed too much. He birdied so many holes. Yeah, exactly. That's right. House, this was not an over par round from Hideki. It was only over par because he was, it was like, it was over par in the way that Tiger, when he no, won. No, 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 no. Because he was in the middle of the fairway on 18 and all he had to do was take, it was a wedge. If he hit the green with his wedge instead of hitting it into the bunker. He didn't have 14 major titles under his belt with that wedge shot. Come on. Or a 12-shot lead as Tiger came up 18. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yes, but he did hit it in that bunker, and he can't control whether the ball plugs or whether it rolls down beautifully and gives him a wonderful, you know, uphill sand shot. Now, Truth or dare, you were, you were definitely hoping that it was plugged. Truth. You wanted, you wanted a Z-spot Hideki playoff. I did want that. I wanted drama for today. Not that I was rooting against Hideki. I was rooting for some drama. You and wanted Matsuyama for your drama. I wanted for Matsuyama for your mama and some drama. And I wanted it to come from X. And X gave right, us so, so, so now we got to talk about X. We we have to talk about X because this is now a thing. It's a problem. This is one of the people who has the screws very, very deep into their temples at this point. We know that Xander had a very complicated upbringing with a very overbearing father. We know that that has ramifications that seem to potentially, if you listen to some psychologists, play out on the course in moments of pressure where this guy now has delivered unbelievable results in major championships, and he's not getting it done. And his his interview with Amanda was great because he said, listen, I had to go for it on 16. I listened to all the vets. I hit the shot flush, exactly what I thought. I got the wind wrong. I put it in the water. But the truth is, he lost this tournament four, five, and six with bogeys, bogeys, double bogeys, right? No, I disagree. I disagree. I, I think that he saved the opportunity to win the golf tournament by scratching out, you know, he, he, sorry, he got three, four, to, five bogey, bogey, double, but yeah, but ahead. he got to the turn in only was he one over for his round. I mean, yeah, one over for his round, yes, at one the, over at, at the turn, but that was considering the circumstances, a pretty impressive turn of events. I know, but he was five back. Like 
he's out at that point. It's great that he went on the four birdie run between 12 and 15, but like you're going to birdie 13 and 15 on Sunday. The truth is you should birdie 16. The shot on 16 was not go for the hole. It was put it up at the top of the hill, have it roll down, and then put the pressure on Hideki, to be, who did not have the tee, right? He was hitting after Xander, put the pressure on Hideki to put it close. And instead he went at the hole, puts it in the water. Nobody puts it in the water on 16. Nobody. A, a thousand percent right. That is absolutely a hundred percent, a thousand percent, 10,000 percent. He choked correct. twice in this, in this last round. On five, the double is like inexcusable after bogey bogey on three and four. And 16, you just can't do it. You cannot do it. 16 is, is the one that, that I believe deserves the indictment. The front nine just trying to find, find his sea legs. If he had done what you just described, which is hit the ball to the top of the hill and let it roll down. And so many of the guys, we've watched it so many years. It's a very, very accomplishable shot. I mean, obviously, the wind and the nerves and everything that goes into it, it's very easy for us to sit here and say it, except for we've seen so many guys do it so well in, in the moment. Or the alternative, even, if you're not if on top of your game, is what Tiger did in 2005, which is nuke it. But you know what? If you nuke it, you can still make birdie. Not and have a super awkward of. white guy high five when you, when you do it. <laughs> right! The thing you cannot do under any circumstances is put it in the water. Water, the drink. It can't go in the drink. Just so I do, do not, it. I just don't understand it today. Like three, four, five, Xander was in his own head. I loved the way he righted himself. I That's still right. don't think, I, I actually think 16 isn't the problem. Cause if we, if we kill him for that, as he said, you know, to Amanda in, in, in the cabin, he said, look, I was chasing. So I got to go for it there because really, realistically, I think I got to have two birdies. We to agree win with all of that. The, the the problem was um, was was execution, but and the shot that came back to his feet on five. I mean, come on, and that man. doesn't bother me. Uh, the front nine doesn't bother me. He had the chance to put pressure on championship, uh, uh, fortune, outcome, change of direction. Put that pressure on the tee on sixteen. That was the moment to do that. And and Hideki was leaking oil. I mean, you know, I ah, was, wasn't was right leaking there. oil. I mean, come on, he was the, he was he strategically fifteen. Yeah, he 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 was strategically working his way around the course. If you want to talk about disappointments, I mean, I think Xander. I actually was super impressed with Xander Saturday. I, I, this guy's going to win a tournament. He's Phil esque at this point, not in any way, shape, or form related to the game, but related to a guy who, like, when you hang around the hoop or you circle the drain, pick your metaphor, you do it enough, you're going to win. And, and Xander is going to win one of these. It's not a debate at this point. He's good enough to do it. He's gotten, frankly, unlucky from the stat standpoint. The guy who I think walks away from this week the most disappointed is who? Justin Thomas. Fuck yes. <laughs> I mean... There's no excuse. What happened? He was going to win this golf tournament halfway through Saturday. And then they got pulled off the golf course because of weather coming in. And what? Did he go do six bong hits? Did he go <laughs> drop four quaaludes? What, you tell me what the fuck happened in the, I, during the, the interim. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But listen, we have documented on this pod, you know, for now almost 18 months, the fact that when the clutch comes, JT on occasion starts to blow his drive right. 
that didn't necessarily happen today. And you can't fault a guy for feeling nerves because when the bar is tiger, it's unfair to everybody else, right? It's not fair. This guy puts himself in position, but Justin Thomas needs a second major. He's too good to not have a second major. He probably should have three or four based on the quality that he's playing. He's a better golfer than Brooks Kepka. Agree or disagree? He's more consistent than Brooks right, Kepka. Right. He's been he's been in the this guy has the same number of majors as Patrick Reed, Colin Markauer, blah, blah, blah. Adam Scott, like all the way down the list, right? He is the next guy. He is at this point, if it's not Spieth. And this was his chance. He was in position on a Saturday. And you cannot blame the break. He made bad decisions. He made bad decisions. Well, the the shot into the creek on 13 is, I think, forever tied to his legacy until he goes and wins another major because it it, it is so inexplicable. He laid up and then hit a wedge into the creek. Like, yeah. And, and, and he that's owned my it. jam. That's he my said, shit right that's there. That's right. That, that You and I do that at Wilshire with Billy on a fucking Tuesday right. afternoon when we're, oh, when we're so playing hooky. I'm going to lay up here and give myself the short wedge in because of my whatever. Yeah, but 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 the body language, right? Like, guess, guess who else had bad shots this week? Every other golfer. But the body language, when he allows himself to slump in that situation, he's one of the only guys who can actually pull himself out of it and reload and bounce back with a bunch of birdies. And listen, you know, he rallied the best he could, but it just was a meh performance from from ostensibly the second, third best player in the game who should have won this golf tournament. I mean, he left the most out there this week. And now, as we go forward, he's won a PGA. And in hindsight, you and I kind of look at that and go, to be honest, who cares? Go win a U.S. Open because you can. Go win this tournament because you can. Go win the British because you can. It's time. The screws are on Justin Thomas, who is, at this point, I think, DJ's almost a decade older. Listen, he's he's the great American hope. Tiger's ankle's powdered. He's not coming back. It's done. I loved Phil's performance today. Great. But if, if you know, it, unless Jordan Spieth picks it up, it okay. is Thomas or Buss. Okay. Well, I mean, this is, I felt you, uh, this uh, you walked me up to it. I feel like you're being a little disrespectful because one Jordan Spieth has put us on notice that he is back, baby. I mean, listen, he, you know, I ride or die. I, 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 I'm constantly, I'm constantly reverse jinxing Jordan Spieth. And I, I loved, I loved it. But listen, coming into this tournament, what do we say? Last week, his driving accuracy is the worst it has been in a long time, even worse than three years ago. And it showed today and yesterday. It wasn't good enough for him to go win this golf tournament. Everything else was great, even though, by the way, his putting was awful today. Well, and he putted poorly yesterday as well, which is the most surprising thing uh, out of Jordan Spieth. It's the, it's the last way we expect him to play himself out of the tournament. He was but negative house, when I tell you, you have an eight five. When I tell you you have an eight, nine, ten footer to save par, it's that, way more nerve inducing than when you have an eight, nine, ten footer to save to make birdie, right? Like, yeah, I mean, uh, but that's Jordan Spieth time. Like we've gotten used to, to seeing him make all those. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. It, it's he just put too much pressure on himself by that's right with the wayward drives. Like he's got to just hit a few more fairways, and and he's going to be at eight majors before we blink. I think. Well, and I, we've been seeing some good progress over the balance of this comeback for his accuracy off the tee. So, uh, and he still finished tied third. 
by the way. Let me ask you something. With, go ahead. And you got to tell me that you got to tell me the God's honest truth, like as you believe. Are they on a jet to Baker's Bay right now? <laughs> Not right now. Spieth and Pop- Thomas, are they on the way? Possibly tomorrow morning. Not right this second. Possibly tomorrow morning. I mean, Jordan's got a wife and, you know, he's got family stuff. That well, he's they, take they, care they've of. all got significant others. It, Ricky does too. And it's Ricky's place they'll be visiting, I'm sure. Well, but Ricky's got to be there already, right? Yeah. Ricky's been there with, with, uh, with Smiley or, or whoever the rotating fourth <laughs> guy is. They've been there for the week. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health Services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care. And Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply this episode is brought to you by jiffy lube Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Well, let, let's do some superlatives for okay. what Hideki did, because I I was prepared with a narrative that I'll share with you in a second, but a few uh, uh, superlatives. Not only was his approach game on point, he finished fourth for the week in strokes gained approach. That is the most crucial stat 
all of the winners of the past, I don't know, five years, 10 years, um, it's a Justin Ray stat, finish in the top five of strokes gained approach at Augusta. But equally impressive, maybe more impressive, he was fourth this week in strokes gained around the green. He scrambled his ass off. I think he finished with 85%. There, I, I was just going to ask if I knew it was over 80%. That's that's outstanding. And we and you're and our eyes saw it. Hit the par save on five was fucking incredible. Uh, you know, that that he made a putt that if it had not gone into the hole, it looked like it was gonna go 25 feet by the hole. 15, 15 was the only one, but Faldo made the call. He's gotta just lay up basically with the and chip. And that was there. his caddy, wasn't it? Don't we blame the caddy for that? On 15? Some, some human being has to throw themselves in front of him and say, we're not hitting. Well, well okay, but on 15, your point is he should have laid up. My point is the chip after he was in oh. the water, Faldo was on the telecast really wisely saying, this just has to go to the fringe. He just needs to put this at the top of the hill. Great call. Which is Great exactly call. what he did. And that Absolutely was Faldo. Right. That's why we have Faldo on the telecast. That's why we deal with Faldo at the Hartford or whatever the fuck we have to deal with, where he doesn't, <laughs> he, 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 he just woke up after being he at the bar the and eating nachos. He was the one breathing heavy. You kept texting. Who's breathing heavy? Had to have been Faldo. This is why we put up with him is because to be honest, he's great at the Masters. He understood before everybody else did the pressure that was on Matsuyama. He was great. He was really great this week. Well, and, and you know, again, more context for, for where Matsuyama came from. Since 1960, Masters winners who had not won anywhere in the world for 1,300 days or more that we're talking about since 1960. So that's uh, 61 years now. Larry Mize who won the Masters in 1987 and, and his previous win before that was in Memphis in 1983. And Hide Hideki Matsuyama, whose previous win was the WGC Bridgestone yeah. in 2017. I mean, what? when's the last time that he mattered? It was when Tiger stole the Zozo from him in Japan right before he won the Masters, right? So the thing is, there, there have been some green shoots from, from Hideki. He competed at that Wingfoot uh, U.S. Open. I had him on a betting ticket and watched intently. I, I love the ball striking skill set coming into to Wingfoot and what he could not do was putt there. And that it, it flustered me. He finished, I think, runner up at Houston. And then he was in the top 15 at the Masters um, in November. And he has a bunch of like the classic Masters winner portfolio. He's in the top 30 uh, in the official world golf ranking. I think he's 24th or 25th and he's 29 years old. So that's like right in the sweet spot. What scared me today, okay, to your point is, th look, this guy, he has been an elite ball striker for a long, long time. We expect that he should have a lot more wins and majors, blah, blah, blah. It's all about the putting. That was the whole conversation coming in today with everybody being like, hey, you know, he can't fucking putt. That's really what we're telling you. The seventh hole, he steps up with a four or five footer for birdie. He misses it. Misses it. That's right. And, and misses it badly. And that was where there was a potential open door. He followed it with two birdies house on eight and nine. Like, and that was where I felt like he closed the door and said, hell no, I'm not giving this up. I think that was the three hole stretch that won him the tournament. He also had some of the golf gods looking favorably down on him because Talk uh, to we, in, in our thread with um, Simmons and Kevin Clark and Kevin Clark, shout out to the homie Kev. Um, 
he hit two on 13 that easily could have uh you know found found their way into much more calamitous. I mean, he he ended up birdieing 13, and 13 could have easily been a bogey or a double bogey with the two balls that he hit. So, and and the saving par on five was remarkable. The bounce back, as you just described, of making birdies on eight and nine after a short birdie miss on seven. I mean, he he really did golf his ball, and he avoided, uh, for the most part, all of the drama. The drive there was, we had, it felt like. 97 seconds worth of drama when he hit the ball in the water on 15. And then and and Xander damn near hold his sand shot for Eagle. It it touched the hole, it looked like. But that was the extent of it. I, I, I'm so intrigued with the storylines coming out of this. Not so much because of Matsuyama. I mean, that's just one of those classic monkeys off the back kind of, you know, storylines. But I'm looking at guys like Finau. You mean top 10 Tony? Another top 10. Once again, he, he, he holds a shot from the fairway for a birdie. He has this crazy under the tree, you know, low stinger that bounces off a bunker lip 10 yards left and then rolls up next to the hole so that he taps it in. I mean, there are some real guys now who in this post-Tiger era where we, you know, we wanted it to be Spieth, we wanted it to be DJ. This week told us, they're great, but they're not the greatest. They're not the next thing. So we have this wonderful, I think, sort of, uh, uh, you know, array of golfers, probably 15 deep, any of whom is a pretty decent bet to win a major. But some of whom now, again, have real weight on their shoulder. I love what Rom did today, don't Me you? Me too. Wonderful. We thought for a second that he might go out and put up like a nine under round. Uh, go out and shoot a 63 and just be in the house for three hours at nine under. Let did, everybody did you hear see that Amanda's number? interview with him? He said, look, I know the data says I've been close. I haven't been close. He said two years ago, I was close. Maybe I was within two. He's like, I'm actually not playing well enough to be close here. I know the course. I got to do better. And I loved everything about that. You know, fast forward to Xander comes off the course where he completely choked those early holes and 16 looks ugly, but, you know, maybe you let him off the course. And he's sort of like fake smiling, like the loser at the Grammys or Oscar, like actor or actress, you know, in the press conference, like, no, everything's great. I'm just so happy to be nominated, right? That was the Xander speech. Whereas Rom, like a fucking robot, is like, no, no, it hasn't been good enough. I know it. And I'm going to be back. I know this course. Yeah, I know what you're asking for. You want somebody like Xander in the position that he was in and with the kind of game that he had today and with what was in, in his own hands standing on the tee on 16 to come off and be devastated. Yes. We, want, we wanted X to be devastated. I just wanted honesty. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of the DNA for him and what works for him is some kind of positivity yeah, I, I, that yeah, probably I don't wanna, I don't wanna, borders I, on delusion. Yes, but let me not say, he was beautifully honest in the way he said, look, I'd heard from all the guys about to trust the wind and I trusted the wind and I flushed and it is what it is. You know, they didn't really ask him about the early part of the round where, he, where you know, listen, the, the CBS crew buried him and they should have because it was over at that point. It's fun what he did at the end, but it was over at that point. You have to play a better round of golf than he did. He will understand that. It's just Rom's the one who I think understands the most 
how to win and takes the losses the least hard. He's going to be able to survive a bunch of second, third, fourth places and come out on top relative to some of these other guys who might be looking up at the other 13, 14 guys who perpetually are, are in the mix and, and get a couple. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, that's where we are. Ugh. How do you feel about DJ? Are you disappointed in DJ? I, I'm I'm extremely disappointed in DJ. I, I I was in that camp of DJ just chilling in the run up to this event. But you know what? The the storyline, an emerging storyline, entering this April Masters, the return of patrons, we're back in the traditional place on the schedule. Was are we going to stick an asterisk next to November because of of the conditions and everything and and the scoring um, that was out there and what do DJ you do did that to right it. now? Is this an asterisk win for DJ? Well, I, I mean, you got to validate what you did by making the cut. You can't show up and bogey, bogey 17 and 18 and miss the cut as His a result. His previous of that. year's performance were terrific, though, in April. I mean, it, it's not sure. like this was a fluke of, of no, a thing. I, like, I, I feel like I didn't call it a fluke. I'm just, but, but. We're five months. So it was five months ago. So what's what's different? What changed? No, it, 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 listen, you know what's different? They fucking made pigs in a blanket. These fat kielbasa sausages <laughs> in some battered shit. Like that was bullshit. Like bring the pigs. That's why you fucking missed the cut. They did. They needed to get a traditional Vienna sausage. Stick it inside a. They need some Pillsbury crescent Pillsbury, rolls exactly. with the mini hot dogs. You know and I know how to roll these That's things. That's a Vienna sausage in a, in a Pillsbury. That's a pig in a blanket, for Christ's sake. I sakes. blame the chef in the cabin. Come on. It was a sabotage. Okay, speaking of sabotage, what do we say about Bryson? Go. Yeah, look, I'm thrilled by it. I'm absolutely invigorated by him <laughs> sucking at Augusta. But the reason is oh because God. this is not... This is not um, Beefy Bryson hate. It poses a challenge to him, a problem to him that he so far has not been able to solve. It's extremely vexing. And a lot of the commentary from smart golf people has focused on the idea that Augusta requires a kind of artistry, a kind of creativity that Bryson has not yet... um, either found in himself or accepted or identified as the way to successfully navigate this golf course. He keeps trying to do lines. He's, you know, um, Brandel, I think, called him too linear. I can't remember. Maybe it was Brand, Maybe it was Duval. I don't remember who. But the, I, I agree One with that. One of these that. dumb old guys. <laughs> I, I agree with that um, thesis. Yeah. You can see him. He, he so quickly isn't deflates. it fun? It's great. It's enormously fun. It's because wonderful. Because he's going to figure this out. That's the thing is, well, is he? That's what makes it so goddamn good, Nate Dog. Is he? I didn't feel like this was a puzzle when Mickelson was trying to do it. It was just about Mickelson controlling himself. For Bryson, it feels like this is legitimately a puzzle. And that one piece that connects the weird, you know, images or whatever that's sitting off to the side, he just hasn't found it yet. And so his face... Listen, it was so ridiculous on Saturday when he hits the tee shot. He, he, he hits it fat. His hands open. You know he's chunked it. 
And he goes, oh, the wind. And then they immediately <laughs> cut in the app to a still flag stick. And you see the ball go, bloop, you know, in the water. Wonderful. He's full of shit. And, and, and he's full of shit while he's figuring it out. But you know, listen, this guy is a revolutionary in the game. He is. Love him or hate him. And I'm not a huge fan, but I love the revolutionary aspect of him. It's so fun to see him trying to unwind this thing and solve the problem. That's right. Friday 67 shows you, tells you he's got it in him. There's, you know, some aspect of his raw skill, his raw ability translates into five under at Augusta National. And if he just managed to get himself around par a little bit under on a couple of those rounds, that's the difference between tie for 40th or wherever he is. And, and, you know, the, the top five. It, that, that's the difference. Yeah. Is there anybody else this week who either exceeded your expectations or fell short in a real way of what you, in hindsight, feel like were fair expectations for them? Only a teeny tiny bit. I really feel like Colin Morikawa and, and Augusta National are going to be a good match eventually. And I had him penciled in as a guy that I love. And he shot 75 on Saturday. I mean, one over on, on Thursday, three under on Tuesday, and then the 75, and that was it. Um, I really do think that he he's a guy that can have some success at, at this venue. I mean, we Zal Torres was the biggest revelation, but you know, we we started off the show with him. So I mean that that that's great. I can't wait to see him play more golf. I love there's a little bit of a swashbuckler, and maybe it's because he has, he has that 28 inch waist that kind of accentuates <laughs> it. But uh, what, I, he, I, you and I use his belt as like a whoop band around our wrist. <laughs> but we saw the two studs, Morikawa and Scheffler. They both finished tied for 18th at, at at one under, and those are guys that we point to, you know, on a weekly basis as the guys that are the next, you know, generation. Can, can we just do one bit of? of can we just do one bit of important sort of, uh, you know, honoring of, of the old guys. Phil, when he makes the turn, is two under. And, and if he finishes there, he's going to finish T12. As, as it happens, you know, he bogeys 10 and 11 and then 18 sort of just screwing around. So he finishes even. Who cares? He's T21. But that was a hell of a performance. A hell of a performance when he actually had to grind it out to make the cut. Two made cuts for Phil at the Masters in five months. That's one more than Dustin fucking Johnson. I mean, that's a guy that's actually ta- out there taking his craft seriously. Now, Phil, with his hustle, always has a half dozen things that we are not aware of that are going to come out, you know, and, and we will see some what do you kind mean? of... Well, I think we already know that he has another iteration of um, one of these matches coming up where he'll get paired up with another. Oh God, you mean the business stuff got in the way of the golf? No, no, I don't No, I'm saying it's not getting in the way. Instead. I like Phil leveraging these unbelievable performances. He's out here showing us on a Sunday at the masters, how much game he still has at 50 years old. So when he goes and does these little bomb uh, um, kind of adventures made for TV things, fuck yes. Well, you can see it's Phil. He, he just made the cut the Masters. It's Phil Mickelson. Okay, okay, sakes. okay. But of all the oldest guys who've ever existed, and, and you raged about this on Clubhouse, 
Tom Watson losing to Stuart Sink is the most painful thing we've we've probably experienced in our lifetime. As right? golf and, fans, you know. As golf fans, yeah. yeah. I mean, that six iron in on 18, it should have stayed on the green. The and wedge he he didn't perfect. hit great. But, it was perfect. But it, yeah, he should have won that turn. Okay, fine. Um, uh, you know, Tiger winning the Masters in 2019 is a serious, is a serious thing. The, the, the sort of consistency of Bernard Langer, who probably, you know, had a little bit more in him this week, but still hung around and you got to love him. Ola Thobble finally making a cut is great. What I'm moving awesome. to is, is there any chance that Phil Mickelson in the next 10 years is going to contend and potentially win a Masters? Or is this it? Or is this the best we could possibly hope for to this week? Oh, I think there's definitely a chance. Absolutely there's a chance. This could is we the get whole... the guy who's 58, 59, 60, 62, who wins a major? And it has to be at the Masters, Phil, probably, right? Uh, under the right circumstances, I say absolutely yes. I mean, the win comes up, um, a score around 500 or 600. By the way... He has to lose the shades. The to green do it, jackets though. delivered exactly. I think the, he he alleges that they they help his his overall vision that he can see things better with them. I don't know whether that's true. Or he not, didn't wear them yesterday. It. Is all I'm going to say. But 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 this is this is our last hope. Not last because Tiger's not doing like everything we heard from the guys this week is a nice way of saying like he has residue for for a right leg right now. Please stop pretending. Just be happy that he can you know take care of his kids. And he's that. alive. Yeah, exactly. That, that's it. That's it. And so in terms of sort of golf icons at an old age, replicating Jack in 86, Tiger in 19, the only, and, and almost Watson in, uh, what was it, 11? Or, yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. Whenever he, he unfortunately lost to sink. Mickelson is our, is our best hope. I, I loved Olathobel this week, you know, getting through and, and playing well. I, I just, it, th there is an amazing story of the old guy, especially as we start to stretch our ages and all these guys are in better shape, blah, 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 blah. And by the way, Stuart Sink tied for 12. Like the proof is in the pudding. He's 47. Is that his age, right? Yeah. So the difference between Stuart Sink and Phil Mickelson, T12 for Sink is not like that. You no, know, Phil was T21. Let me be I mean, clear. Olafable beat Adam Scott. Right. They can play. They can play. Well, look, Nate Dog, I think we should end on that note. We've done some of the historical context. We have things to look forward to. This was a good Masters, buddy. It was yes. so great to have it in April. I'm so bummed that we have to wait a year. I almost want them to have Masters A and Masters B so that we get, you know... But but this was a great week. It's a bummer to have to wait another year. Oh well, look, no, we're we're on the accelerator. Like the, we're we're just pushing down on the gas, buddy. We've God, we, we can see South Carolina and the PGA yes, from here. Yes, yes exactly. Yes, like yeah. it, oh, it's all systems go. We're doing PGA. We're doing U.S. Open. We're doing British Open. There's some Olympics. It's the we got Quail Hollow is is in our future. We got Byron Nelson. We got Harbortown next week, baby. Well, we're not. We we will be talking about next week a week from now because we are going to go ahead and give ourselves uh, some well earned rest this week. But we will be back in a week's time, my par saving pals, my birdie buddies. I hope some of you jumped in on the live betting action on on Hideki. I did not, but but you know that does not undermine my admiration and overall enjoyment of the man's wonderful performance today. Nate Dog, thank you so much for a great Masters week. Thanks, buddy. We will be back in a week's time.
This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. 